0: 1419511025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic return to winning ways with a 2-0 win against Partick Thistle as Brendan Rodgers targets at least a 10-point lead by the end of the year. Bruno Alves wants Rangers to handle the pressure of playing at home but they're away to Comarnock this weekend where Stevie Clark doesn't want his team to show them too much respect. Austin McPhee, Michael O'Neill's coach at Northern Ireland says the boss doesn't think he's above the Scotland job. Plenty to discuss tonight in the company of your usual Thursday evening duo, Mark Wilson. And Gordon DL Are we both well? Yes, very well Thank you Yeah, lovely Looking forward to it I bet you are We're looking forward to you guys Getting in touch with us As well So it's 01419511025 Let us know What is on your mind What about this for starters though Everyone was perhaps expecting Or looking to see What type of reaction Celtic would provide After that First domestic defeat Under Brendan Rodgers So let us know How did last night Compare to the type of reaction You thought Celtic would produce 01419511025 Or of course we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Mark Williams. Wilson, you were at the game. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Well, uh, once again it was job
2: done from Celtic back to winning ways, not at their sparkling best for a large periods of the first half. Um Thistle did make it difficult for them, were well organized. And Celtic found it difficult to create chances in that opening 45 minutes. Um and it, you just felt the longer the half wore on, Thistle were getting a wee bit deeper. And Celtic were going to get a chance. But what I didn't expect was the quality of the first goal because it was an absolute belter. You know, Armstrong did it about ten minutes earlier. He drove past a few left foot and it flashed across goal. When he took that touch, um again you think he's gonna do the same, but found the far top corner. And after that, it was it was relatively simple. It came out the second half. This was a wee bit of a goal. But Celtic again got the second goal um, at a good time. And and once again, it was job done. And then Brendan Rodgers made changes. It was nice to see some of the younger guys and Johnny Hayes getting a bit of game time. But, you know, well done to them. Everyone expect, uh, thinking what was going to happen, how were they going to react to it. But I think it, they went about it in, in a
1: professional manner. And they'll be hoping that's number one in another long run. Gordon I think some people Not everyone Some people may have expected Celtic To properly blow Partick Thistle away You know take out all the frustration Get right back to top form And sometimes that that's easier said than done What what do you make of last night then Was it all about just getting back to winning ways Or would you have expected it to be A, a bit more convincing Or is that, uh, is that uh, a bit
3: greedy Yeah I was one of them Gordon I said on Tuesday night I thought it was a wounded animal After Sunday's game against Hearts I uh, fancy Celtic maybe four last night, but all credit to Partick Thistle. Mark was at the game and just listening to their. Armstrong goal was, I watched the goals this morning, uh, fantastic goals. But the most important thing for Celtics, simply get the three points on board. If you look at their next fixtures coming up, they've got Aberdeen on Saturday. I think that'll be a terrific game. They've got Dundee and then they've got Rangers. The following week. So it's a very important week coming up for Celtic, but the most important thing for them was after Sunday, yeah, I think everybody was expecting a backlash of three, four, maybe five, two nil, three points on the board and move on from there.
1: Celtic fans, what did you make of your team's reaction? Was it what you thought it would be? Were you expecting more? Or anything in between. 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers Though he says he's got one more target for Celtic to achieve before the winter break. As we mentioned, a two 0 win last night. Back to winning ways, and the manager says they're now on course to fulfil their objectives.
4: If we can, or sort of three targets really coming towards the uh, by the thirtieth of of, um, of December. If we could win the league cup if we could qualify for Europa League and if we have double-figure advantage by the time we arrive you know, out of the winter break then we've had a brilliant season OK, if we don't get the double figures as long as we have that gap, then that will represent a, an outstanding start for the players through qualification for Champions League and, and everything else and winning the, the League Cup that would be a uh, that would be a great, great end to the year for
1: us. might just be me, Mark, but it's not often managers are, are clear with how you know how many points they want to rack yeah. up between now and a certain time. Brendan Rodgers choosing to do it there, so he says he wants a, a, a double-figure advantage. So 10 points and above by the end of the year. As Gordon yeah. mentioned, three games to go, so it's five points at the moment. That would obviously require... You know, a victory against Aberdeen at the weekend stretches it to eight points, yeah. and then you're looking from the, from there on in, Perhaps needing to to get some some other teams dropping points along the way. So he was very clear later about what they want to achieve between now and the end of the year.
2: Doable? Yeah, of course, it's doable. Um, especially when they've ticked to the to the targets off the list already. And I, me personally, I don't think Brendan Rodgers would be coming out and saying this just now if it wasn't for the the defeat the other day. You know, I don't I don't think they have to be defensive at all because one loss out of seventy. Is <laughs> is phenomenal But You know I just feel he's, he's Kind of came out there And says Well We've marched all our targets He, he doesn't eh? Of course they've marched To other targets But I, I think he's just Letting everyone know It's Nothing's went You know Wrong here On a big scale It's one defeat And we're well in track. But is that, to why, is that to why
3: he's come out And said it Mark After I, hearts Because You're right, right. If he'd been hearts
2: I don't think he would have Said anything Yeah about, exactly
3: so. so why is he coming out And saying well we will get three targets Two already in the bag very easy to say. Right, I'm not having a go at Brendan Rodgers, but would he have come out with that statement if they'd have beaten Hearts? I don't think he would have.
1: Davey is in Springburn. Davey, last night then, was that the, the type of reaction you expected? Aye, uh, good
5: to be back to, to any moves, as, as we we're saying there, but I was like to, to put a point to, to Mark. Yeah,
6: you hear Mark, aye? Yes, here.
5: Aye. Mark, listen, uh, it's about the, the Celtic build-up play to uh, the back, right? Um Obviously been going no too bad, but I just just feel it's uh, it's starting to get a bit slow and deliberate. Uh, It kind of looks as if teams are getting a bit wise to it. They're kind of of cutting their way, but they're working on time to reshape and counteract it. I also feel that Boyata and Craig Gordon, I I think at times they're quite quite uncomfortable with it, especially when when teams' press is quite quite high up. Um, i seen uh, uh, that Bayard had a chance last night. He was, he was still in the middle of the park, not a player around him, and uh, his first instinct was to look back and pass it back outside. side. You know what, I, I yeah. kind of feel as if we should be going forward. I mean, the, the kind of shining light for me uh, on that topic was the, the 83rd minute, the big boy, Ayer, I uh, don't know if you remember it, he came in the ball and yeah. he ran, and he ran, and he ran. And you know what, we actually created something for it. All right, we didn't score, but I would, I would kind of like to see many of that. I don't know uh, Can I show about
2: yourself? I remember the the point you mean About Christoph Ayer Yeah run Almost the full length of the pitch And and Griffiths got a shot away I I, I think the build up play At the back is something That obviously Brendan Rodgers Has brought to Celtic And it's something that he did Down south with Liverpool uh, Where you get your two centre half button and you'll often see Scott Brown dropping in And taking the ball to make a three Allowing the full backs to push on And I think that's where you get A lot of joy with Kieran Tierney And Lustig on the other side Because they're so high And I know what you're saying On nights like last night It did become a wee bit pedestrian At times You know In in the middle of the first half Where Celtic weren't getting joy Trying to play through the the lines And you could hear the fans kind of grumbling They wanted the ball forward quicker But I don't think Brendan Rodgers will ever change it I I think he'll he'll continue playing that way And he he tends not He wants his centre-halves to force the ball forward And I thought Last night by was maybe guilty of that three times Just try to force a pass forward And I don't know if you remember david But I got—I think three times Four times times—I got cut out And allowed Thistle To spring He's a break
5: guilty. He's, see, see david He's guilty of that Three or four times a game mark yeah. His distribution can be really really quite poor I'm not talking about the whole philosophy of change But you know that Seeing as time to go forward if It opens up Let's go forward I think kind of last year it worked better Because I felt we were getting the ball Crutcher uh, up, up the park, Crutcher and I
3: think it worked better And I think I think we hit teams like um, that all the time I, th- but I, feel- I, th- I think quickly, Mark, uh, and you you you've been at Celtic and know how they uh, how they play. I think if you if you drop off, which a lot of teams have done in the past, especially at Celtic Park, and they they allow the two centre backs to split, they allow you say Scott Brown to come in, they allow the two full backs to go touch line, and Craig Gordon's then got millions of choices to go and play. Hearts developed a situation where they thought, do you know what, we're going to press you. Let's see how good these are. I don't think Celtic have got the players to play from the back. If you allow them, I think they have, because they can play through Scott Brown and they can go and play through the middle of the park where they're very strong. If you go and squeeze them and put them under pressure, you've seen in Europe against the good sides, you've seen against Hearts, Partick Thistle the other night where you're talking about I don't think they've got the players to do that and Brendan Rodgers will not change a philosophy but I think more and more teams now will say do you know what that's the way we're going to play against Celtic it's still very difficult to beat them because they've got so much quality but at least you've now got a chance Did it not just
1: make it I'm not saying easier, I don't want to take anything away from Hearts But it was a big factor in it, not the Tyne castle factor You know, the, the tighter pitch and the type of surface and so no, on No, not
3: at all, that's nonsense Gordon not, so, you, so, no. you
1: think of it, so you think every team in the Scottish Premiership can if, now if, just if, press if, Celtic if you, if you, I don't think Hearts would do that at Celtic Park right, I agree but, with but you if, if, that's if all I was asking right, I don't okay. think they'd
2: play
3: that If you're working as a team And you know, everybody knows their jobs to go and close down Then... I think you've got a better chance. I'm not saying you'll beat Celtic. I've got the best squad in Scotland by a country mile. I'm not arguing that. But what I'm saying is, if you've any chance of beating them, I don't think, apart from Tierney at left back, Craig Gordon's kicking from the back has been shocking over the last uh, few weeks. The two centre-backs, everybody's on this phone line uh, talking about them. Let's stick it right back. I don't think they play out for the bank if you go and squeeze them.
1: Uh, David, just stay there I'll get your thoughts on this in a minute Because we'll hear more from Brendan Rogers. Remember it was Stuart Armstrong And Kieran Tierney grabbing the goals last night So the lead is up to five points Ahead of Saturday's game against second-placed Aberdeen Rogers says the players reacted perfectly To losing that unbeaten run
4: You define yourself as a team Whenever you uh, you have disappointment And then what your reaction is to it And I thought tonight the players reacted very, very well It's always going to be a, a tricky game You know, this this game last season we, we, we only won one nil and drew one each here against Partick, so we always knew it was going to be difficult, but um I thought we came through it very well. It's so so tough for the players. You know, what they're asked to do. You're virtually playing back to back seasons. It's absolutely incredible what they're putting into to the the energy they have to put the games. And um and, and tonight I thought that it took us a wee bit of time to get going of course and, and, and find our range and but you see the condition of the players, how stronger they got as the, as the game went on. So, uh, and we have to do it. You know, there's, there's certain parts of the, the team, and where you need that energy and you need to be dynamic. And uh, and the players showed that this evening. So, uh, so yeah, very pleased we created more than a few other chances to get more goals. But uh, but what was important for us tonight was keeping a clean sheet.
1: Lots of tweets coming in. Damas says Rodgers either knows of or is expecting a bid for Dembele not starting and coming on perhaps to avoid injury. John Paul Monaghan says good professional performance back to winning ways. Young are again impressed. Hopefully he gets a run in the team. Now, Mark, there was another a big talking point that happened towards the end of the game. Partick Thistle have issued a statement um, this afternoon. This is in relation to Gary Fraser. Partick Thistle player kicked the ball into the crowd. Celtic fans and players Clearly weren't happy At the time So the statement I'll, tr- I'll try and paraphrase Some of it It says During the closing minutes Gary Fraser In a moment of frustration Kicked the ball Into the main stand He intended to hit The wall at the front But the ball ended up Hitting a supporter Which is inexcusable Gary has phoned Spoke to the spoke to the supporter He's issued a personal apology And he's invited The fan along To, to watch a game When Celtic go To Ferhild Gary deeply regrets His actions He apologises A moment of madness And stupidity So on and so forth
2: yeah, well okay if Gary Fraser has apologized and, and went through all all that rigmarole uh, inviting people down that's fine and you've got to say okay you know he's apologized and 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 that's that at, at the time being at the game I thought it was shocking I, I really did um and it you could see everyone around you it, everyone was taken aback by it because it was it was so close uh, to the supporters and the and the the power it was kicked in to the crowd it just took Took everybody aback And I thought it was poor Afterwards His reaction also You know If it's a moment of madness You hold up your hand oh, Sorry I apologise He turned away He had a wee spat with Kieran Tierney Continued to walk away Had a run in with Scott Brown And then he, he kind of had head loss for a, a, About another five minutes after it Where he had another run in with Tierney And another run in with someone else And You know you're thinking it's It was such a poor incident But the only thing he could do was come out and apologise and and do what he's done, but at the time, um, I thought it was it was out of order and it was uncalled for.
1: Davy in Springburn, you, you've heard the apology there from Gary Fraser. Is That good enough for you as a Celtic fan? Uh, I think, well, I
5: can I can agree with Mark. Uh, I kind of watched him after it, and it was i uh, it was kind of it was kind having a wee go, and he uh, certainly didn't look look uh, quite apologetic. Just after instant, but obviously, obviously the 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 Cubs got a bit of pressure on them. But I, I can't feel. I totally agree with Mark. He's a professional player. There's
1: totally Neat excuse for that. I was a bit shocked and all. To be fair, Mark, people can jump to conclusions if they want. I'm not saying that that Davey's wrong, but you know, there's nothing to suggest that the Partick Thistle put pressure on him. People may want to believe that, but how do we know that Gary Fraser wasn't upset by this and didn't want to issue the apology himself? It's a bit unfair to jump to that conclusion. Yeah, of course it is, but. What I said there and what Davy says, his initial
2: reaction after he he did it, you would think he would hold his hands up because he's he's only ten yards away from the woman. I think it was a lady that got smacked in the face with a ball. You know, your initial reaction would be, Hold up your hands. Look, like, I'm sorry about that. But he
3: didn't. He turned away, had a go. So have you have you never been in your career, Mark, that you've done something? I'm not I, I didn't see it right. So I'm not defending the lad. You've but seen it back now though. Yeah. We showed you. you know? Yeah. But have you never been in your career where you've done something that initially you, you it doesn't register because you're caught up in the emotion of playing football and it's not until you get it half time or full time you sit down and think I was wrong there. I I, I, I made a mistake there. I'm not defending Gary Fraser. Only Gary Fraser will tell you if he meant that Gordon. Right? If he means it then it's Terrible It should never happen It says he didn't so Yeah But I'm saying to Mark and, and we've played football We've been in the emotions We've been in that time Where you're one to one Where everything You know Your 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 bonus Your, your You know Bills Everything you, you, Just everything that, that comes with being a footballer you still got to learn, earn a living And you do something You don't um, Automatically turn around and go Oh I made a mistake there It It may take Half time. It may take full time. I'm not defending the guy. As I say, I watched it. Only he will tell you. Bruno
1: Alves has been talking about Rangers' home form, and Stevie Clark has been talking about Kilmarnock's home form. So we'll get to that in just a second. But before that.
0: Christmas with Store, supporting you this Christmas.
1: Right, now it's getting very important indeed This is, you're in your final chance To register your interest for Clyde One's 12Ks of Christmas We've been back for a couple of weeks But tomorrow the line's close. So this is your final chance to register And you could win £12,000 when the line's close tomorrow Right in time for Christmas uh, Gordon Dale, if you won £12,000 would you have Given would, me a, Would you have given me A fiver petrol money For I, taking you home From the Christmas night Out last I would, night
3: I would take a year off Super
1: scoreboard Alright okay so <laughs> That's I, how much I earn So <laughs> I can uh, I can whistle For my fiver That's fine Anyway <laughs> If you want to be in With the chance Of winning £12,000 You've got the rest Of the night to do it Text the word Yes to 61025 That's yes to 61025 And you could have The twelve grand Paid into your bank When lines close tomorrow You can only enter and win If you live in Glasgow And the west So for example You need a G M L F K P A Or K A In your postcode You might must also be over 18 to enter. The text costs two pounds. T's and C's and online entry are at ClydeOne.com. That's the 12Ks of Christmas on Clyde One with your local key store.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly.
1: Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard We were looking back at Celtic's return to winning ways against Partick Thistle last night But I want to get your thoughts on this one Gordon for you first and foremost Bruno Alves today speaking to uh, Rangers on website saying that they need to learn to handle the pressure of, of playing in front of their own crowd So we, we know the story, you were there on Saturday, a three-one defeat to St Johnson. that means I've now dropped 16 points at home um, and the quotes on the website from Bruno Alves, you know, basically saying it's normal to have pressure when you're playing in a big team, but you need to handle that type of pressure better and manage the situation better. Is it is it too simple to to say that it's playing at home specifically that Rangers are struggling with? I mean, the points totals would suggest it. Twenty two points they've picked up away from home, and they've only picked up fourteen at home.
3: Yeah, I think I think a few are struggling at home, Gordon. You've got to be honest. If you look at uh, even Hamilton. Going there, getting the result. St Johnston, I thought we were comfortable in the second half uh, last week. Uh, I think he's right. I think that when you go in front of 49,000 as a crowd, expectations are very, very high. Mark's been there at Celtic. You've got to raise your game, you've got to take the criticism and even the booze at half time when you walk in and it's nil nil and Rangers fans are expecting more off of you. I think you've got to be big enough and brave enough, and that's why you play with clubs the size of Rangers and Celtic. Some people say that you've got to fit the jersey. Um, I look at some of the the Rangers players, and I don't think that's a, the situation with them.
1: Mark, think back to some of your sticky spells, perhaps at Celtic. Was it difficult to, to play at home? Is, is that yeah. is that a thing, or you know, is that just something that no, people from the outside? You look know what, at?
2: Gordon? You probably remember those times more than you do. The triumphs You know More than the the Trophy days And you know Things like that And great victories In European games The times that are So difficult When you're coming off The back of being beat After a few games And you know You play a, a sideways Or a backwards pass And the grumbles And groans comes And it's quite difficult But You are You are brought to a club Like Celtic or Rangers Because The manager Or the people that run the club Think You've got Enough about you To deal with that it's, it's not about talent All these guys have got talent There's no doubt about it But you have to show more than talent To play for Celtic Rangers And people always always say to me Oh great you play for sale, It must be dead easy You go out there 60,000 You pass a ball to great players And it, it's not as simple as that You need to take responsibility And sometimes when a game's not going well You need to grab others around you And Gordon's right I, I look at some of the Rangers players Just now And they're just not dealing with it
1: well, don't give Rangers too much respect. That's the message from Kilmarnock boss Stevie Clark ahead of Saturday's meeting between the sides. Remember, it was a draw at Ibrox when the sides met that signalled the end for Pedro Cachinha at Ibrox. Clark is more confident now that their home form has
7: improved. We'll see, we'll see what we can do back here at Rugby Park. You know, it's, it's nice to win the last two home games. It sort of puts to bed a little bit the fact that we, we can't play here and we can't win here. So we'll aim to continue that at the weekend. For me, the first engagement came when we—believe it or not—when we lost three 0 here to Hibernian. Uh, it was a really strange night when we played well. The the supporters stood and clapped us off the pitch. Most of them stayed to the end, clapped us off the pitch. And and I feel that was the, that was the first step in the the little recovery, if you like, of the of the home form. Uh, we obviously disappointed with a slow start against Aberdeen. The following home game, but quickly made amends for that. We are resounding win against Partick and backed that up with a really tough fought win against Motherwell so it'll be a different game this week obviously Rangers have been up near the top of the league all year their, their recent results against Aberdeen tell you how good they can be on their day uh, and we have to be wary of them but certainly treat them with respect but not to respect them too much
1: uh, let's speak to Tom in Johnson he's a Rangers fan hi Tom Hey, you doing
7: hi Gordon
8: hi, hi Panel. hello hi Just ask the panel uh, uh, what you thought about Steve Clark being considered for the the Rangers job before he went to Kilmarnock, as he has worked for Marino at Chelsea and also at West Brom and Reading. Bearing in mind that there's no compensation at all as you would with Derek McInnes. Just see what the panel thought about that.
3: Well, quite simple, Tom, is Steve Clark wasn't spoken about because of his reputation as a number one in England. In fact, when he got the job at Uh Kilmarnock, what he said was, I'm very grateful to be given another chance in management. Uh He's always been a terrific number two. He's come up to Scotland. He's uh, an airser lad. He's went into Kilmarnock and he's doing very, very well. But it's the same. You know, a couple of months ago, when Tommy Wright was doing well with St Johnston, it was, well, Tommy Wright should Uh be the manager. Uh Derek McKinney should be the manager. It seems to be with everyone that... The minute a, a club manager oh. has got a couple of results together, oh, well, hold on a minute. Why did we miss out on him? Um, I think Stevie Clark is quite happy at Kamanuk. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Listen, Rangers' job is a big job. Uh, oh. But he was never considered because, no. of, because of his past record as a manager down south. He's now up in, in, in Scotland And he's doing a j- mm. good job At come on, Let's see what he does I don't particularly think That
2: Because you've managed In the top week down south That should automatically uh-huh. Make you qualify To just come up to Scotland And manage You know A club like Rangers yeah. or, or Celtic you What about the, I think what the <laughs> job he's
1: doing now though I think, no, that
2: I think, I think seems he's doing to be... very well I think he's doing very well But I, I think a lot of the And I'm talking about Rangers just now Because obviously Celtic Has got Brendan Rodgers when Rangers are Looking for a manager It seems like any manager That's been sacked down south oh. People are going Oh get him in He'll do yeah. a great Tony job Poulos. Because he's managed in England oh, And days. I don't think That should be the case I, I think there's other guys I think there's guys in Scotland I think Derek McInnes Of oh. course That's dead now Very good manager But people were wanting A manager who's managed In the Premier League Down south oh. Because it was more glamorous Doesn't mean he's a better manager
8: I just thought that he's got more experience uh, From being down south And I and
1: i Tommy Wright That was all, you know Yeah, I mean, l- listen Whether we like it or not It's obviously perceived to be A higher level of football And therefore yeah. it looks good on the CV And not only that I suppose other things And I'm just playing devil's advocate here Comes with it, you know Increased yeah. contacts Which may enhance your but, Recruitment but, but capabilities and so ask the question, Gordon so
3: Ask the question uh, wh- What sort of job Does Stevie Clark do in England As a manager? What would you suggest? Yeah. was your success? Yeah. And you look pretty at Paul, decent it, to begin with it Paul, at West Brom as not? Paul,
2: Paul yeah. Clement, who was. Clement, yeah. Was, yeah. sacked. And he was at Real Madrid, you know, and you think he should come and he'd be great. Real Madrid, and he, he won all sorts. They won the European Cup there and that as a number two. Yeah,
1: but again, he, he kept Swansea up last year and did a good job. It's changed now, though. That's what I'm saying. Just because you you. I'll flip it on its head. You're saying just because you've been down the road doesn't mean you're good. I'll say just because you're sacked doesn't mean you're bad because everybody gets sacked now. No, no, you're totally right. The,
2: the, how short managers are in a job is a joke, no doubt, uh, no doubt about that. But I just think when this Rangers job's up or any big job comes up in Scotland, it always seems to be let's see the first guy who's who's managed or been a number two at a decent club down south. You want to come back okay. in there, Tom?
9: No,
8: but okay, panel I, I was just Just asked a question That was all it was That but satisfies you time Good man No,
1: anytime Tom That was Tom A Rangers fan In Johnson uh, Davey McGlinch has been in touch I don't know if he's if he's thinking the same incident, I'm and he's got the names mixed up. But he says, uh, Mark Wilson has a cheek talking about Fraser of Thistle. I remember he knocked out Carlos Queller with a shot and didn't apologise. <laughs> that, was
3: that wasn't a shot, that was a pass. Is
1: this true or is, is he thinking about Papach? I think he's thinking about Papach. I can't remember Quellar That goal nah, that you scored. not have many shots. That goal you scored that nobody remembers because the managers had a wee Barney afterwards and nobody really yes, cared who scored. And much. Did you knock out somebody? Remember. I didn't mean it Yeah
2: it was a pass, it.
3: It was okay. a pass.
2: And did you apologise Did you apologise <laughs> I did actually I did apologise After a, time. after my TV interview He was standing there I did apologise There you are not apologised
1: Sorry I asked if he was alright You're a man of great integrity right. Mark Wilson well done uh, John Fraser is in Paisley Hi John
10: Why you mention my second name again Gordon You're a for- me laugh by
1: the way <laughs> I've no idea It just pops no up on my screen no John day day And I felt day. like it did You make me laugh But sometimes you There you are Sometimes John Sometimes I only get one name And sometimes I get two And I just read whatever's in front of me
10: Gordon Rubbish do Not worry Hi John Fraser good, e- good evening Gordon Dale Good evening Mark Wilson Best <laughs> wishes when, the, and when Christmas and New Year comes to you Using all your family Cheers, Very kind, you kind of it. you, John, right. you two And by the way You were talking there about I had to read the shade about Stevie Clark But there's Ian Castle Number two and Mark Wilson, you should know how short a manager life is. you mm-hmm. used your do quite quick. <laughs> 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 I
1: mean, take Christmas up. wishes back now, John. Uh, <laughs> John, ask <laughs> yourself this. Would you like to work with Gordon DL day in, day yeah, exactly. out? I mean, right, come uh, on. Yeah.
11: Gordon DL still lives in
10: his reputation. I've actually looked at his record. I don't know where he gets this record. He's a legend. But his scoring record isn't that great. <laughs> I really don't know where he gets this way, because I, I've at, I had to Google it and see You've not really scored that many goals I
3: don't know how you've made how, that later.
10: John Fraser How many have I scored? I'll have to look back no, Alright okay many. Well go Minutes, and do your you homework You've only scored a hundred <laughs> You
3: want a wager on that one? Ah well Listen you keep Going to
10: buy me a pint you going into John
3: Fraser do You want a wager on that one? Listen, listen no, don't How about we, we get to one? the point?
10: The point is Is Rangers going to give you A Christmas present? What's happening up here? Come on Use a course of the pulse And what we are And nothing's coming out So <laughs> is, is Rangers going to give us A Christmas present And tell us something You what I mean?
1: Well, listen, it's um it's silence at the moment, Gordon. But that, that was the way that Ranger said it was going to be when they issued that infamous now I think we can definitely call it infamous statement. Said that Graham Murphy would be in charge until the end of or until January, the end of the year and,
3: and therefore we're still within think, that period. So Gordon, I think John Fraser's correct in what you're saying. I think that all <laughs> Ranger supporters are wondering and you go to Ibrox and everyone asks you walking in you Know even up in the gantry, people are coming over and saying, What's happening? They've got to make a decision, somebody's got to come out and make a statement. It, it, you know, is Green Murty going to be the interim manager to the end of the season to January? What happens in Jan- the, the January transfer window? They need to strengthen. You know, Mark Allen's apparently going to bring in the players in. What happens if they're not good enough? You know, I, I, I feel for Rangers supporters just now I think they need answers I, need, I think rather than listen to Graeme Murty coming out all the time and I think he's handled himself brilliantly But rather than listen to Graeme Murty, I think they need a, a leader for the top to come out and say This is what we're doing This is the road we're going down We've missed out on Derek McInnes But we've got plan B This is, we're taking our time Rangers fans and, and John Fraser's right He's asking us We don't know
2: That's the thing I was going to say If I was a Rangers fan And John said it there You guys are more in touch with things And you've got guys Gordon like yourself Who's got sources in the media Alison, Roger, Hannah on here And nobody has heard anything Not a peep And that's the worrying thing If I was a Rangers fan And I'm not hearing anything at all You're thinking What is the guys upstairs at the club Actually doing?
10: Can I come back in? Absolutely can, what about G, GCHQ? I think they maybe could tell us. Not I mean down south, because it seems that that's silent. Mi five and all that. I no, mean, you can't hear nothing. You get made out of them these days. And what you do at Rangers? It's really that bad?
1: John's wanting some extreme measures there to to find out what's going on. Uh, John, I can confirm that my magic screen in front of me now no longer has your surname on it. So from now on, you will be known as John. Is that all right?
10: That's fine. I wish you all the best, but not I mean. Yeah, you to, uh, to, to you,
3: John Fraser, all the best. Jordan, yeah. Are
10: you going to be at Ibrox on Wednesday?
3: No, I'm at Camaron and Rangers on Saturday. If you're there, John Fraser, I I, I wouldn't mind shaking your hand and wishing you Merry Christmas.
10: How could I meet you? You I mean, because there's no. How do I
1: come and meet you then? You don't want to. It'll be a big letdown anyway. Don't worry. Thanks to John and Paisley (laughs) for that call. Uh, Plenty more time for your calls. If you want to get in touch, let us know what's on your mind. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. More calls coming up after the travel with Johnny.
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in Please gamble responsibly
1: Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here with me, Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard After the last caller was uh, slagging Gordon's goal-scoring record Paul has tweeted in to say that you
3: apparently scored
1: 191
3: I'd be happy with that, Gordon Mm. Um, Probably For for a a striker, how many years? Two (laughs) <laughs> uh, was
1: that league goals Or was that just I one season know. I don't know Paul doesn't provide Much more information I mean, but really in he's, he's sticking up for you anyway
3: Yeah but More than that An average of 27 a season What about yourself <laughs> A different
1: position Yeah Different, one, different one. times one. It's Harder to score Paul is in Aberdeen Hi Paul <laughs> How you doing guys Not bad you
12: Yeah good First time caller Great show guys
1: Oof At least somebody likes it Paul what made you call <laughs> up tonight
12: i tell you what it is guys I'm a Celtic supporter I'm up here in Aberdeen, I've moved up here, so I've been listening to your show, but I thought I'd get in touch. Guys, listen, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Celtic the last couple of seasons. They've been brilliant, absolutely faultless, to be honest. Um, when they came in, it was clear to see that Brendan Rodgers' style of football was just playing out for the back. And although it is hard to criticise a man, and I wouldn't even dream of it, I just think, I mean, even at the start, when they played the, fir- the first couple of SPL games, I thought, right, they're playing out to the back, that's great. But I didn't have much confidence in that dialer side doing that because they only brought in a couple of signings. But I'll be honest, they surprised me, and they did, and they've been brilliant. However, when they've came up against teams, and I thought at the time in Champions League, when you come up against a team that has got a high press and they're capable of keeping the high press on up the pitch, I just it surprises me that there isn't a plan B. You know, it surprises me that when you find yourself in a game where a team... Have got the edge on you, and they're high pressing you all over the pitch. I just it surprises me that there isn't a plan B, and and I know that's his philosophy. I just wonder what your thoughts on that. Are. I tell you, actually, another thing, big Craig Gordon gets a power of uh, criticism, and uh, and I think it's it's not. I can't I can't understand why, because I I've not seen a goalkeeper who has to take so much um, responsibility with the ball at his feet, especially in, in Scotland anyway. And I just feel, I think he does a great job because what I'm trying to say is you look at Scott Brown or MDL from that midfield, they give the ball away and it's fine. You know, they'll, they'll probably get it back. He gives the ball away, it's a goal, he's flated. So when you think about it, the big man's not lost as many points, to be honest, on his own. I just feel, and even the boys at the back, Big Simunovic, you know, these boys are put under a lot of pressure because of the style that we play. And I just feel a bit, some of the criticisms a bit unfair to these guys. And I just think, Is it time maybe That
2: maybe Brendan Starts looking at a plan B And getting the team Up the pitch Well Paul I don't think He will change I don't think He'll ever change Because if you see The way Liverpool team played And you go back Over his career The other teams He's never going to change I know what you're saying When teams press you Why not turn them sometimes And I know it's Unfashionable I, I know some people Don't like it But Celtic Have got the ideal front men To do that You know you've got Pace and power With Dembele You've got Griffiths Who's always on the move Even Edward I think his pace in behind When he runs the channels It's on to do it If teams press you high Um, But Going back to it I think I think Brendan Likes to play this Perfect passing game And you know what I, I do agree with you With Craig Gordon I think he does come in for some serious stick And sometimes I think he doesn't deserve it He's obviously been told to play a certain way And it's hard to to change your, your whole game You remember Craig Gordon years ago Wasn't he? Wasn't he known for a goalie That would take the ball at his feet And go out the other way But it's obviously been coached into him And you can see he doesn't want to kick it along any time And Brendan Rodgers has obviously told him that So Understands Frustration sometimes When he gives the ball away But Some supporters And pundits Need to understand That's what he's been told to do He's doing his job But but
3: go the other side Mark Have a look at Right I I totally agree with you But have a look at um, His saves His his, uh, Decision making Coming out I think Crane Gordon I I like him as a goalkeeper I think In the last Month I think he's been poor You look at Hearts for instance I thought he would a poor game at Hearts Okay you can Say every Celtic player had a poor mm-hmm, game yeah. But he's a goalkeeper Forget the kicking Because you're right What he's been told to do Is unnatural to him And he's, he's developed in that department I think he's got better Because that's why De Vries was brought yeah. Because he was a better user of the ball With his, uh, his feet But then Craig Gordon get the number one jersey back But over the last month I think Greg, uh, Craig Gordon Forget about all the kicking have a look at his displays I think his decision making has been poor
1: uh, Paul I know you say at times You would, you would like to see a, a plan B Paul Is it not worth considering That perhaps it's Brendan Rodgers Dedication to plan A Which, which brought all the success that you've mentioned
12: questioning, I just feel a club Celtic When you're in so many games There's not Every game you could play a certain way I'd, like, I'd love to think we can But here was Hearts at the weekend they played the high press on it. I'll be honest, the first team that I've seen in the SPL that nearly managed it, they really done it. Aberdeen in May in the cup final, they pressed as impressive. To be honest, I felt they were a the better team until maybe the last twenty minutes when when they tired. But when Celtic come up against a team who can play that high press for a long period, is it not? Would it not be sensible maybe just to say right, let's not. They're they're nearly another eighteen yard box. Let's knock it over the top here and get a bit of success and get the team. Especially in the Champions League Because they're playing us out at the side Rolling out to the side And the teams are hemming us in And when we lose the ball We're pretty much in our own box So we're, no wonder we're getting pumped
3: Yeah but Paul You've got to you've got to listen to the manager The manager in a European campaign Even when he got a, a heavy beating Come out and says I'll never change the way I'm going to play And I think the majority of the Celtic fans Enjoy that And I've watched him When he when came to Scotland at first I, I, I actually sat and I looked at him and he was going off his head with the goalkeeper kicking the ball long and the fans were getting frustrated and he came out and said if you go back the, the when he came he went back and said look this is the way I'm going to play and I think you've got to hand it to the, the, the Celtic manager because you've got the great Lisbon line like Bertie Hall coming out in the paper saying I'm delighted I'm now enjoying my football at Celtic uh, Football Club again I'm I'm delighted to sit there and enjoy it So I think the majority, I can understand what you're saying But I think the majority of the Celtic fans appreciate what Brendan Rodgers is doing
1: You're amusing me on Twitter tonight folks Because everyone seems to be googling Gordon DL's scoring record But but more importantly, at Larson39 says Just check Gordon DL's wiki, it says he's 55, no way No, uh, 55 goals <laughs> uh, Stephen uh, is in Renfrew Hi Stephen
9: uh, good evening uh, gents How uh, are you? Gordon, Hi. Gordon and Mark Can I say you are you? well? Yourselves?
1: Yeah, can't complain but,
9: Stephen um, uh, d- Just to pick up on the, your last caller A lot of Celtic fans think They've not got a plan D But they have And it's uh, down to Brendan Rodgers um, It's in Christophe Ayer And uh, every time he's, he's put that Celtic jersey on He's never let them down if you look at his
1: uh, Sort of history All yeah. his games Let me ask Mark what he, Let me ask Mark Stephen Before you get to your second point What, what he made of Ayer of last night Because a few tweets Have yeah. been coming in as well I
2: like Ayer uh, Says it on numerous occasions I think I've seen him maybe Five times Maybe so Four or five times I've been impressed And I've seen him once At right back Against Hamilton last week And looked a bit Uncomfortable going forward But fine But last night I thought He looked strong um, I had a a relatively tough first half With my old story Who was always trying to nudge him Running behind him But dealt with it. Probably should have scored But again in the right position And then a uh, previous caller Can't remember who it was Said the, the time he got the ball On the edge his edges on 18 yard box Drives all the way Powerful again Plays a nice pass I think he's he's a player That Celtic would uh, would look to keep And you know the talk about Compare uh, Fitting the bill I think Ayer is Where's, it, where's his young, best
3: position Mark?
2: Centre half I think centre half But I've heard a lot of people Saying he can play Centre midfield no, as Brendan
1: well Brendan Rodgers was Was very clear When he sent him out To Kilmarnock on loan It was to play as A centre half And, and to develop as a centre yeah. half Yeah so I, I think That's where he's Best positioned. I just think he's got
2: That physical You know stature um, To really be a Commanding centre half
3: Well if that if that's the case Then you've got to ask a question Why is Celtic Went out on the Transfer market yeah. And yeah. brought in another centre yeah. and a half yeah. Yeah. No, bringing,
1: bringing someone who's 32 And experienced in Might help
3: Christopher Ayer Maybe uh, Have you got to get the team Gordon I don't think so Or the
1: other question Why play
2: Beton So much Instead of Ayer You know that's the yeah. question yeah. I've been asking he's And I'm pretty nice sure I'm it. pretty sure the boy Would have been sitting at some time On the bench sitting, Wondering Why can I not get in But the games We can only judge him in the games he's been in And I think he's done uh, very well Stephen you want to come back in
9: uh, Yeah yeah. Just to pick up on the point About Christopher Ayer I've actually watched him through development uh, from Ronnie Dia's country because my sister stayed in Haslem and the local team is um, Stabak and uh, there's been a few Celtic players that's came from that area and it's because of Ronnie Dyler so but um, twice in the last three games uh, against Motherwell 5-1 he came out with the ball four times that high press he can beat players 3-4 from the back and he done it again uh, last night's game and he's not—he's either um, but he's doing it himself or else Brendan Rodgers is telling them. But he's doing it every game. on this guy, this guy is the new Virgil Van Dyke, Mark the Words.
1: Oh, big praise
2: that! That's big praise. That's a bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt he has got that uh, ability. Once he gets in that stride, to drive past people. But Virgil Van
3: Dyke, oh, the new Mark Words
0: pundits with
11: goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
1: Fancy your chances of beat the pundit. We victory to set you up for the Christmas holidays. We'll go and pick up the phone 01419511025 And you could play Gordon DL or Mark Wilson after the news.
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play And pull a result out of the bag Please gamble responsibly
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Lots of time for your calls You know the number if you want to get in touch We're on Twitter as well We're going to hear from Kieran Tierney Who got on the score sheet last night But before we do that Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is just after seven o'clock, the same time every night we play Beat the Pundit. Let's see who's standing by to take on the guys tonight. Paul Deaney, he's a Rangers fan from Claybank, just up the road. Hi, Paul. How are you doing, mate? You? Yeah, not bad, you? Ah, fine, Paul. Well, yeah, good stuff. Looking forward to Christmas. Are you finished up yet, Paul?
8: Ah, Christmas shopping's
1: done mate I like Just don't Just hoping for a few victories for the Rangers Well listen, that may be a bigger ask Let's see, we'll toss the coin <laughs> yeah, and I see how it. you get to take on uh, Mark Wilson's here, Gordon DL Heads, it's Mark, tails It is Gordon DL You played on Tuesday, didn't you Gordon? Yeah Heads, Mark Wilson He's like He, he, he looks at me yes. so suspiciously It is heads, I promise you Right, yeah. Mark Wilson is going to be up against Paul Dini from Clyde Bank Let's give Mark some Clyde 2 in his ear So that he can't steal your answers, Paul Paul, it's 30 seconds head to head Now remember you can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit, okay? Alright mate Which St Mirren player is reportedly close to signing for Celtic? i oh, pass Who's currently the top goal scorer in the Ladbrokes Premiership? Of the four professional leagues Which team in Scotland has the biggest gap at the top?
13: Uh,
1: Celtic Which Scottish club have won the most for Cups? Forcer. Which former Arsenal midfielders Announced his retirement Brzezinski uh, Arthur Lee are the traditional rivals Of which Glasgow based junior team uh, Which Scottish stadium Shares part of its name With a public holiday Think about it You'll get it quickly Which Scottish stadium Shares part of its name With a public holiday Nah pass. Right okay That's fine Let's bring Gordon Deal back oh, No it's Mark Wilson That's playing isn't it Force of habit You Ready Mark Yes Same set of questions Okay Oh my god <sighs> Which Celtic players are Rumoured to be close To signing for Celtic A St Mirren player What What's St Mirren player close oh, supposed to be signing for Morgan? Sorry my bad Who's the current Top goal scorer <laughs> In the Ladbrokes Premiership Lee oh, Griffiths Of the four oh, professional oh. leagues Which team in Scotland Has the highest gap The biggest gap at the top Yeah. Uh, which Scottish clubs Won the most Four for sure cups Dundee United uh, Which former Arsenal midfielders Announced his retirement Pass. Arthur Lee, are the traditional rivals of which Glasgow based junior team?
3: Pollock.
1: Pollock, uh, okay. oh, great game. Yes, and I was going to give you an extra question since I Aye. made a mess of your first one, so but what I don't happened? think I'll bother. No. Um, what, did, Why? Why not? You know that way sometimes you trip over your words? D- did I say which Celtic, which Celtic players Celtic been playing for I go, you sign for Celtic. Yeah. I, did, go on, boys. I, I didn't even I realise on, until, until you, you stared blankly at me, but <laughs> we got there in the end. So um, let's go through them, Paul. Hold on. Am Paul, I'm getting an extra question. Paul, how are you feeling about that?
13: Uh, I think i done no
1: bad me, He you, did not bad He did not bad Let's go through them uh, Which St Mirren player Is uh, rumoured to be close To signing for Celtic It is Lewis Morgan one nil to Mark Wilson Who's currently The top goal scorer In the Ladbrokes Premiership Morelos It is Morelos So Paul equalises all. Of the four professional leagues Which team in Scotland Has the biggest gap At the top
3: I'll go for Montrose. Man- yeah. It's air. Yeah. <laughs> A
1: complete <laughs> nice. guess from Mark. <laughs> no Wilson. chance. I knew that. Goes 2 1 up. Which Scottish clubs won the most four for sure cups? It was Dundee. So none oh! of you got that right. Um, which former Arsenal midfielders announced his retirement? Thomas Rosicki. So that means Paul equalises again. Yeah. Rosicki. Yep. So two all, which means it all comes down to the last two. So, Mark, you didn't get as many questions in as Paul. I wonder why. So let's see how we got on. Uh, we'll come back to, to question six because that's what it's all going to hinge on. Which Scottish team shares part of its name with a public holiday, Paul?
13: No, I never do that, man.
1: Easter Road. Oh, See, it's a wee oh. Uh, yeah, Jesus. See, be tricky one. Jesus, right that. enough, Paul. Um, and coming, but all comes down to this one then. It's two all. Arthur Lee are the traditional rivals of which Glasgow based junior team? I should know this. Arthur Lee, I would. Uh, it's not Pollock It is Pollock is it? It is. <laughs> yes. I can't believe Paul Mark Wilson has got oh three corrects And he guessed I said He guessed
3: two of them he blatantly,
1: he blatantly guessed two of them And he's beat you 3-2 Oh you're joking no, sorry Paul, up, Paul. No well done Mark Well <laughs> done That was it by the way No luck indeed That was, that oh, was unreal, the luckiest effort yeah. I've seen well, Two complete guesses go. What better did they say about something good. I was just going to say Better to be lucky than good Even with me stumbling over the question ah, You have he managed shock, to do out. well That's fine 3-2 okay. Okay. win for Mark Wilson Thanks to Paul Dini from Clyde Bank Beat the pundit back Same time tomorrow night Let's speak to Ian in Kilmarn hi Ian Good evening How
6: are you? Very well thank you
1: What's on your mind tonight Ian? Just Just
6: on my mind, wanted to talk to the panel, but a wee point you made earlier about Stevie Clark,
8: mm-hmm.
6: I, f- I just felt the panel didn't quite recognise him as a good number one, and he was a fantastic number two. I understand that, but he took West Brom to the best ever Premiership placing, and I think that's worthy of note. Also, he's got a better head-to-head record against Brendan Rodgers, and I think that's also worth. A wee bit of
1: recognition That's the point I was sort of Trying to make Ian Just to, to balance it up With the guys Because this notion That if you've been sacked By somewhere You're all of a sudden A bad manager just That doesn't really fit for me In this, in this day and age That managers get sacked so much Gordon would you
3: Would you concede That taking West Brom To 7th place Is a fair achievement? Well I, What I look at Quite simply is When Stevie Clark Got the command job He was honest enough To come out and say I'm very grateful for having another chance to be a manager. Now, yes, Ian's come out with a, a start there that he took West Brom to the, the the best finish. End of day get sacked.
1: But that's that's my point. But Everybody gets sacked. gets sacked.
3: No, not right. Well, Arsene Wenger's not been sacked.
1: Oh, so you're gonna pick one example well, of I've, every I've manager been, in the plow. John may name a number of good managers who have been sacked then? Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you want? Jose Mourinho's been sacked.
3: No, he's not. He's left clubs. <laughs> right. um, but I just feel that um Stevie Clark, he's come up to Scotland, he's doing a terrific job, Gordon, he's only been here a matter of months, and all of a sudden, because he gets command like a few results, it wasn't, look, look, let's get back to something, we were inundated because the papers ran it in the back, uh, back pages of every paper about Ian Catherall. Being this wonder coach, it should be the manager of Rangers. This is what he's done. He was at Newcastle. He's been at Valencia. Everything. He went to Hearts and failed miserably.
1: Well, Ian Cathro also had not finished seventh in the English Premier League but, but as that, manager. That,
3: but that doesn't mean Steve Clark is a guy to go and take Rangers. No I, did, no, I didn't say that either. But I'm just—I I
1: asked you to acknowledge that that was a decent achievement. No, I
3: think I think Stevie Clark is doing a terrific job at Camano, but. Am I going to shout from the heavens that he should be the Rangers manager? No I'm not oh, That's what I'm saying I,
1: I'm not either By the way I'm, I would just ask you If 7th with West Brom was a good achievement Yeah yeah of course it is That's, that's all I was looking it took for Took a while <laughs> though, right. we to got there
6: yeah. Ian you want to come back in? Yeah g- guys the point I want to make Is that he is a very good football manager And I don't think that's been recognised I have not mentioned Rangers in fact Rangers is the last thing I want to mention because I don't want him going anywhere near Rangers. You know, he has come into Kilmarnock, he's re-energised a poor team. He strikes me as a very humble man who has got great managerial skills and he's re-energised what was a poor team with the same players. You know, wait until he brings one or two in in January. And I think Kilmarnock will be a good bet for the top six.
1: Yeah, certainly looking in good form at the moment, Mark And a point, a point that we made earlier about You know, sometimes And no, I know this doesn't always work But sometimes when you get a manager Who's been at a perceived level Then sometimes they can attract a certain calibre of player and, and for instance, we've heard the reporters on a Saturday Raving about the impact that Malumbo has had Since mm-hmm. he came to Kilmarnock yeah. And that strikes me as the type of signing That could only be made because of Stevie Clark If I, that makes sense I think
2: that, yeah Yeah, I, I agree with that Um and the point I was making earlier Wasn't about Steve Clark as a manager Because uh, Again like Ian there, I think he's doing a terrific job And a very good manager The point I was just making Was the, the whole Rangers point That shouldn't automatically be assumed But I get your point there Gordon I think when you've got a certain calibre And I think that's What the attraction is For Scottish clubs To go after these guys Because They can uh, They can bring these players Who trust them Because They've maybe worked with them down south Or they've the fair did a reputation down south So there's no doubt That's a plus point For Kilmarnock And it might be the same At Ross County We own Coyle Who's managed um, You know a, a number of clubs down south he, he's, he's got a good reputation And it's it's a real plus point For the club And Ian's right He's, he's come in there And he's transformed a team With the same group of players you wonder what's to come when he can get one or two in January.
1: Ian, how do you see this weekend's game going? Obviously, things have, have changed in the last couple of weeks where all of a sudden it seems that Colm Marnock can, in fact, win at home.
6: Oh, I've watched Kelly for 40-odd years and uh, every time you think we're playing well, we play the old firm, it doesn't always work out as you would hope. However, tomorrow, I think we've got a chance. I, I, I think. I
3: tomorrow, think you've got he, a great he, chance tomorrow.
6: He, he's brought experience in. You know, Malumbo in midfield, he's got Alan Power fit. And I, I think he'll have a good good chance tomorrow. He has got him playing good football. Every time a Kelly player's got the ball, they've got two players to pass to. That was not the case before. And and the players want the ball now and they move into space. So I I think I think we've got a chance tomorrow. Uh I'm not overly really confident. Don't go tomorrow, Ian. You, Ian. Just Ian. don't go Ian. tomorrow.
1: It's is Thursday. Don't go tomorrow
6: No, I'm idea day ahead
1: myself <laughs> Don't you worry right. Thanks very much That was Ian the Kilmarnock fan In Kilmarnock Talking about Stevie Clark's record And looking ahead To the game at the weekend Let's hear from Kieran Tierney He says he's happy to leave it to others To set the targets uh, In terms of goal scoring He was on the, the score sheet last night The second goal in the win over Partick Thistle And he said it was the perfect response To losing that unbeaten run
2: That's free for the season
1: That's my new record So I'm happy with that um the gaffers sent me a target but I will not tell anybody that so I'll hopefully I will have to ten- let you know.
0: Double figures?
2: Nah, nah, not yet. <laughs> um obviously I got one in my first season, two in my second and one three, so I'm happy with that so far. I think we knew we had to bounce back and give the fans something to cheer about. Um and I thought we did that, I thought it was a dominant display by us and we're comfortable. You you always want to win every game. Um we knew the run had to end at some point. Obviously very disappointed in how it ended. Um but as a squad, you will be judged on how we bounce back from that, and I think we've done very well. We had to raise it to come into the game last night. We knew they were going to be tough to break down, um, and Aberdeen will be a very tough game as well for us. You you never expected that Celtic to get beat 4-0. Um, so, yeah, we're obviously very, very disappointed with how we played and how we performed, but um, we bounced back well.
1: Uh, the obvious question there what, what is a suitable Goal tally for A fullback? I'm looking at Mark Wilson's Stats here <laughs> <One>. <laughs> Very good Because someone sent him in On oh, the I back did. of Gordon oh, right. So Listen my arithmetic's Not what it could be But a quick glance Would tell me You were probably About a 1 in 25 man ah, So there yeah, we are That's
2: alright right, right, Mark I was, uh, uh, one, uh, one year at United I think I got 11 Four. Dundee United uh, In my early time So oh, Okay all all right. Right. So I, I took the penalty 11 so, so. In yeah. one season mm, Maybe,
1: maybe I'm um, imagining on, on a, a serious football? note though On a yeah. serious note um, You talked a lot about the quality Of the first goal Stuart Armstrong It didn't even really seem like There was a, a shooting chance on mm. He found the top corner But the second goal A lot of Celtic fans were happy with that as well In a, in a different way
2: Brilliant goal um, And I think You know you could see that coming Because the start of the second half There was a few of the moves Between Tierney and Sinclair um, Even Lustig came over one time uh, And Armstrong And, and you know lovely little interplay and it was just that that sharpness and quickness and Sinclair and Tierney the way they play together is a joy to watch you know they know each other's runs they know exactly where each other are you know Tierney gives it to Sinclair and his run is inside the fullback. back you know usually a guy would run outside the defender and try and go and he ran inside him and Sinclair still has to find that pass right enough because it's you know it's a tight area to play in but Tierney's first touch is brilliant sets him up And a great finish And you know Three for the season What's his target? I don't know Probably six to eight Maybe Brendan Rodgers has gave him And it's it's certainly A realistic
1: possibility I don't, I don't think they give fullbacks targets He just said Brendan Rodgers has given him a target No I don't think did what? What he go to say <laughs> uh, uh,
3: Excuse me um, I'll give you a target uh, 10 goals yeah. so, so hold on a second no Hold chance. on Hold on a wee
1: second No so Kieran Tierney sits there and says Brendan Rogers has given me a target yeah. That would be the weirdest lie I've ever heard right, If why, not Why true. does he
3: not come out And say how many goals Because he doesn't want to It doesn't want uh, uh, it, it Did you, then, you ever get a target, target Mark
2: No But that look, that's the thing With Brendan Rogers, He seems to get He has his team targets That he's chatted about Individuals as well Individual
1: targets as well Yeah Let's speak to Derek Who's a a Hibs fan And called Marnock Hi Derek How you doing boys Merry festivities
5: to you When
1: it comes Yep same to you And the family Derek Uh, I
5: was just going to say A wee uh, thing about
1: Bobby Williamson there I heard that Earlier on that he's uh, Been suffering from cancer And the boys Been getting through treatment Yeah I was going to mention it Before the end of the show Derek But this seems like a a Good time to mention it I'm sure Um,
5: Uh, great guy for Hibs he brought a lot of the young players through and Tony Mowbray took over but he was a brilliant servant for Kilmarna a great football player scored some cracking goals and i just like to wish him all the best
1: yep quite right I'll echo that on behalf of everyone at the show Derek that was nice of you what was your, your other point tonight my,
5: my point was just I'd heard through the grapevine there's a, there's a lot of things going on about the transfer window in January but my big concern with me, myself and a Hibs fan is uh, the fact that John McGinn might be going to Celtic I just wonder
9: if the panel or had or yourself, had heard anything
1: about the uh, uh, imminent maybe disappearance of McGinn to Celtic. Well, let's be clear: there's nothing to suggest right now that he's going to sign for Celtic. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think it's clear that Hibs fans will endure a, a nervous January because someone's going to take a look, Mark.
2: I think so. Um, I think a number of clubs will be be after him, and especially. Um, Some of the ones down south in the Championship Maybe even lower end of the the Premier League Um, Going to Celtic I'm not sure The rumours are this boy Lewis Morgan I know they're different sorts of players
1: Completely different I mean Morgan's a winger
2: Yeah I know they're different players But McGinn would he break into the Celtic team He's played terrifically well against Celtic But when you come to Celtic he has to displace those guys Scott Brown, Armstrong, McGregor Charm, even Cham. who's just Cham. been saying, You know, for Rogage for four I think if anything was going to be done It'd be done in the summer Not January to Celtic But I think, um, Derek A lot of other clubs will be sniffing about him for down south
3: I totally I agree with Mark I think that um, John McGinn is a terrific player Of that there's no doubt Would they come to Celtic When you look at the competition He wants to play every week, Gordon. He doesn't want to sit on the bench and doesn't want to, you know, wait for his opportunity and it's a squad rotation game with Brendan Rodgers. I think that if I was John McGinn and I was going to move away from Hibs, he might not because he obviously enjoying his football under Neil Lennon at Hibs and playing probably his best football for a long, long time. I would look down south where I was going to be guaranteed that, you know, I would an opportunity to play week in, week out. You're not guaranteed anywhere really though, are you? No, but but if if you walk into a... A championship club And they pay money for you I think you've got A great opportunity To go and play You walk into Celtic Now Where is he going to play Who's going to Who's he going to replace Who, who is he going to play? Pre- you look at Johnny Hayes for instance Terrific at Aberdeen A season ago Walks into Celtic You, you, you hardly see him Lee Griffiths Has scored goals After goals And been the top Goal scorer in Scotland 40 odd goals Whatever you may be He's hardly played in the last two or three months. Yeah. Just just to play devil's advocate the
1: market, it starts somewhere, doesn't it? I mean, look at Scott Brown, for instance. He was twenty one, I think, when he, he went from Hibs to Celtic yeah. over yeah, four but, million But,
3: quid. but was, was Celtic as, as strong yeah, but then. Was,
1: but he also he also wasn't you know, he wasn't the first name in the Celtic team sheet then that he is now. So I
2: understand. I mean, there was competition when Bruni came to the club there was Didn't Alan Place and Will Lennon and guys like that in the team. So I I get it I get the comparison. You know, the same age Same kind of player You know, full of energy And a lot lot of the Celtic fans Are wanting this to happen And that's where a lot of the speculation comes from I just think if it was going to happen If if John McGinn wanted to go to Celtic I think he'd be better served Staying with Hibs For the six months And going in the summer
1: We're going to hear from a man Who knows more than most About Michael O'Neill And what may well be happening As far as that Scotland job's concerned That's coming up Along with the full-time teaser
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Ladbrokes.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's (laughs) Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard I'm going to really enjoy watching Mark Wilson squirm With this full time teaser (laughs) i really honestly I've been looking forward to this all night It was sent in by Dylan Patton Thanks to Dylan for sending it in He says, Hi Gordon, the last time Celtic lost 4 0 in Scotland was against St Mirren in March 2010. Can the guys name The Celtic starting 11 That day Wilson right back Well Mark Wilson played So you'd like to You'd like to think It was easy So we're only looking For 10 names Apart from Mark Wilson Who were the 10 Other Celtic players Who started The last time Celtic lost 4-0 In a domestic match Come on Think about
3: it You walked in You sat in the dressing room Heads down You looked about Who was next to you Who was was sitting next to you Tony Mowbray
1: Who blamed you For the goals Tony oh, no. Uh, who's your goalkeeper? That's a good question <laughs> That's why it's a full-time teaser and You can't even remember Any of the other 10 who played no, I think Seriously I, no, right. Are you serious? Gordon, look at me, he's panicking He is you know, panicking I don't he like wait questions You know,
2: I don't like questions Hold on You must be able to name One Robbie of your Keen.
1: teammates that day Robbie Keane Robbie Keane, yes. well done Good done. start Yeah done Right he was up
2: front and all that
1: What I was going to do Was I wasn't going to tell you Yes or no as we go along I was just going to try oh, and make I feel well it. No chance Will you, you struggle with that Not right. a I'll, chance. Make it, I'll make it a bit easier for you then Oh and, uh, Right okay Who Got one Centre half played beside me Oh got one That's a you've good get one t- You've got Josh man. Thompson
3: ah, He's going to oh, get these If he got, No 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 no
1: if, nah. if he got Josh Thompson I'm confident Because that was a tough one that was a tough one I'm impressed with that I must no, admit
3: No wonder they could beat 4-0 Wilson and Thompson Edson
1: Braffite oh, He's flying All that talk at the start About panicking There we are We've got three so far Josh Thompson Edson Braffite And Robbie Keane I'm maybe not going to tell you As we go along If you've got them or not Because
3: I've not got them you know. I've, n- I've never heard of him Who? Mark Wilson <laughs> 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 it's in I've never heard of him Played in a World Cup final no though, World have, Cup you know.
1: final? Seriously? Came through Bayern Munich on loan And played in a World played. Cup final And you've never heard of him Played a couple of games I've
3: never heard of Mark
1: <laughs> Let's speak to Stephen in Paisley He's a St Mirren
13: fan Hi Stephen Hello Gordon Hello Gordon Hello Mark Hi oh, Stephen uh, Thanks for taking t- my call No problem um, I just want to get back to this uh, Lewis Morgan situation with uh, Celtic Apparently reports are coming At uh, £300,000 uh, the young boy's going to go, uh, but someone going to hold him uh, to the end of the season. Uh, sorry, I've got a sore through at the moment. Um, now, my my problem is uh, Ronald Dyer uh, tried this a couple of years ago with three boys for United, and these three boys seem to get into obscurity for uh, six some eight months. Uh, I know the I know the boy um, Armstrong is getting a game for Celtic just now, and the young boy Mackay Stevens scored a hat trick at the weekend. Blah blah blah. I just wonder if they're gonna You know What they're gonna do with this young boy It's you a bit, know? It's it's a bit different
1: I think it's different Stephen they, they two didn't get loaned back To Dundee United If that's the, the part of the deal You're talking about Which is the yeah, suggestion yeah, That yeah. would happen with Lewis Morgan um, Do take the I said actually I think it was last night's show Mark Maybe that's The the deal most recently You can draw parallels with Ryan Christie That that, that would be That would be the, the most similar deal If you like That Celtic have done recently I um, suppose so He yeah. ha, He hasn't Yet managed to break into the Celtic first team. How do you rate Lewis Morgan's chances if that move does come off? He's certainly very highly highly rated at the moment. Yeah, um, he certainly is.
2: If I'm honest, if I was him, I would look at Ryan Christie, and and see what a quality player he he is, and how he struggled to fit in. Now I know he could come back and and fit in, but I think it it's unlikely that Ryan Christie will have a big future at Celtic. I must admit um, So I would I would, If I was Lewis Morgan I'd be looking at that situation And going Is that going to be me? Am I better than him? Can I force my way in? And it might turn out That he is But I'd, I'd give it Some serious thought Before I, I decided to,
1: to move on On the flip side of that Gordon The, the players generally not Sort of back themselves And think You know what why, why can't I go there Why can't I force my way Into the first team I believe in my ability And I'm going to go And try and
3: make it happen Yeah when a team like uh, Celtic And Brendan Rodgers Comes calling Gordon, It's very hard to Walk away from And say well You know I'm playing With St Man every week To go and sign with Celtic is a, is a Massive step for them But Mark's right Sometimes you've got to Just take a step back Sit down and say Right I would love to play with Celtic. I'd love to go there and work under Brendan Rodgers. But what is my chances of going playing? You've got, especially at a young age, you've got to keep playing football. Ryan Christie's went to Aberdeen. Ryan Christie's Aberdeen's best player. But he can't force himself into the Celtic side. And even if he comes back, he's not going to get a game. And yet, you see him week in, week out with Aberdeen. He's terrific. Uh, Young Morgan... I think he'll just need to sit there and take stocky. What's going to happen? It's very hard to refuse. Like a club, like Celtic.
1: Stephen, you'll be best place to tell us. Well, the, to, do to, you I think he could I to, make the step, Stephen?
13: I, I, well, I totally agree. With, I, I totally agree with Gordon there. I, I just think you know the boy. The boy might know he's not going to jump into that Celtic first team. Obviously, um, now what the rumors are that we're going to keep the boy till uh, at least summer anyway. Then move on for there. Um, I've watched, I've watched all these young boys. I have watched Kenny McLean, I have watched John McGinn leaving that my club uh, for next to nothing. You know, I mean, Kenny McLean was quoted at a million pound like, two and a half years ago. Uh, we got, we sold them for pennies. You know, uh, the only money we got from McGinn and McLean over uh, once the two men left was because of the Scotland call ups. You know, these these kind of uh, add ons they have in their contracts nowadays. Uh, and I'm thinking, this, this young boy, this young boy's going for £300,000. And I'm thinking, no, this, this boy's no. You're not going to hear for this boy for the next two years. Seriously, if he goes to Celtic, you're not going to hear for this boy for the next 18 months to two years. I guarantee this. Uh, it, just, it, it just strikes so much with the Ronnie I thing. With, you know, like I said, with the three boys for the United... Um, uh, a, few, a couple of years ago A few years ago Stephen um,
3: the, the only thing I will say in defence of His contract's so, up as well I yeah, mean that's but The only that's thing it you difficult. say In defence of teams Like St Martin And everything Gordon Is You give the players Opportunity And I know as a St Martin fan You're thinking yeah. We don't want to lose Our best players he's, he's touched on Ken McLean John McGinn And all that But you give them The opportunity You give them First team football You look at for instance I think the best club That does it Is Hamilton Aki's For instance They give youth the opportunity to go and play and then they let them go into bigger and better things. I totally agree in the fact that would I move to Celtic just now, I would look at Celtic squad. I would look at what they're going to do in January, who they're going to bring in. Are they going to bring in and add another one or two? John McGinn, Lewis Morgan will not get in the Celtic team just now.
13: No chance No right. chance so, and they've, got to play,
3: they've got to play football Stephen It's important right. for these young kids They've got to play Those two are perhaps yeah. not
13: quite
1: in the same bracket though are they? I, I know what you're saying But John McGinn's already a Scotland yeah. international no, 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 no. He's already playing in the same division He's a couple of years older You know Yeah but he's, he's not a, he's going a, against Celtic's first I, I didn't disagree with that You're being very selective with your hearing tonight I'm talking about lumping them together with Morgan I'm just saying maybe their cases are a wee bit different
3: Why? It's all about playing First team football So they're not going to play First team football So why is it different? Because they're older I'm saying he'll fancy his chances A bit more He's probably got more chances He's he's, he's an
2: international player You know he's He's been the talk uh, Not just this season But a few seasons John McGinn He's a different He seems a stronger player You always get a bit of difference through that midfielder And a winger In terms of form I agree with you Gordon. I'll not getting The Celtic first team just now But I think If it came to the summer I think John McGinn would have a better chance of Lewis Morgan of surviving
1: at Celtic. Okay, thanks to Stephen and Paisley for his call. Let's hear from Austin McPhee because his Northern Ireland assistant doesn't think he sees himself as too big for the Scotland job. He does remain the Scottish FA's first choice to replace Gordon Strachan, but there's been little movement since Chief Executive Stuart Reagan approached the FIA for permission to open talks last month. Anil has two years left in his contract. Austin McPhee, who works with Anil at Northern Ireland and is also at Hearts, remember, says it will come at a price.
14: Obviously, there'll be speculation about him all the time. Um, right now, he's the the national team manager who's uh, had the the biggest increase in in world rankings um, globally. So this puts you on every board's you know stratosphere because he's taken them from one three three to twenty, an increase of one hundred and thirty in places. No other national team manager has done that. You know, some some boards in some more bizarre part of the world will, will just pick up four four two magazine and see he's 39th ninth on the. And the, man- the best managers in the world, they might phone the first 38 and they might say no and then they might phone him, who knows? So I think that he's, he's, he's going to be linked to lots of different jobs. And um, I don't think anybody would ever be above the Scotland job. I think, you know, Alex Ferguson would never say that he was above the Scotland job. I think that, you know, naturally he's now in a financial bracket which puts you in, links you with some jobs and not in others. You know, Breachan aren't going to come calling now. Because you know that's he, he, he's in a financial bracket due to the success that he's had. Um, I, I think that uh, you know there are there are pros and cons in, in in lots of different jobs, and I think that you know nobody would. Uh, if Alex Ferguson says that he's not above the Scotland job, I, I, I would. I've not asked Michael that specifically, but I certainly wouldn't say that that Michael has.
1: Um, Mark, some people will say There is no rush for a Scotland manager Because we don't have many competitive games Right around the corner And they're taking their time And so on and so forth And other people might say They're a bit surprised That the Michael O'Neill thing Hasn't progressed Mm. At the moment Which camp do you fall into?
2: Look, I'm a bit surprised That when it got mentioned They were given permission To speak to him There's been no follow-up from it Um, I also heard Roger The other night Who knows a lot more about it Than I do Saying that the SFA um, Dragged their heels over things and work slower than some other organisations. So that's a guy that's been in and around the SFA and dealing with them in, in terms of media wise, and he understands that. Um, and he he went on to make the point that they're saving a wage, but why why make the move and ask permission if you're not going to follow up and do anything about it? You know when when are they going to make a move then? Because it seems a bit foolish just to say, "Can we talk to this guy?" Because Michael O'Neill. Surely must have expected Some sort of contact When You know The SFA Asked for permission You know And he's sitting there going Well Maybe they don't want me And if he gets another offer Scotland's going to lose out on that. So I'm
1: surprised That nothing's been done Thus far uh, Anthony Neal's on Twitter He says he's getting fed up with the Scottish FA Dragging their heels and approaching Michael and Neil. He fears it's only a matter of time Before he gets snapped up by a big club yeah. down south How are you getting on with this teaser? Remember folks, if you're just joining us We're looking for the 10 players Who played alongside Mark Wilson When Celtic lost 4-0 to St Mirren in March 2010 You already gave me Josh Thompson Edson Braithwaite, And Robbie Keane uh, you want to start from the back Mark? Who was the goalie yeah. that day? Lucas Zaluska, I think uh, You're right Better move on quickly From that one
3: Yeah 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 Move on
1: Any from you Gordon? <laughs> uh, Samaras uh, It was Giorgio Samaras Well done uh,
3: Brown must have played No
1: he didn't actually yeah, Correct He must not have played No. Magidi Maloney Magidi yes, yes. Maloney okay. no Right, right. that's us off and running We'll get a few more In the, the time that follows I'm sure George is in Motherwell. Hi George
11: Hi Fano Hello Gordon Hello Mark Hi George Hi um, I was a little earlier on that these were discussing the kind of silence that's coming out. of looks just now um, regarding the new manager and stuff. Um, I think if you look back about eighteen months ago to two years ago, the the noise that was coming out, of looks the leaks and stuff like that was was pretty horrific. Um, but I think there could be maybe some working in the background um, regarding the manager and maybe the director of football, Mark Allen, is maybe kind of. Looking at new players with this manager um, over this kind of length of time and they can close a play in January um, for the start-up again.
1: What do you think? I think Rangers fans, Gordon, simply have to hope that's the case.
3: Well, I've said I said on Tuesday night when we get a couple of callers in, Gordon, I think that Rangers fans deserve someone to come out rather than Graham Murthy and make a statement. To the fans There are 49,000 people Turn up every second week Say again George they, Gordon, do you
11: think You know That they need to come out And make a statement in that yes, way? I I mean, do, yes I do Because what, you're, what, cause what, Rangers why? fans Are
3: paying A lot of money Supporting the club getting along there And they're sitting Week in Week out And They're wondering We've got an interim... The Rangers have got an interim manager. I've got to say we oui there because somebody will pick me up now. But they've got an interim manager, Rangers. Right? So, they've got to understand what is going on. Are they going to give Graham Murthy the job to the end of the season? Are they going to go and go for plan B? George, at the end of the day, there's a lot of Rangers supporters. Every time I go along to Ibrox to watch a game and, and work for uh, Super Scoreboard... I'm asked constantly What's happening with this football club I have no idea We don't know Gordon Nobody knows in here The press don't know Roger Hanna Matt Guidi Everybody Hugh Caves, it's worth And some fans
1: that. Some fans like George I'm, I'm guessing Like it that way That's fine But other no fans nonsense.
3: do No you want to know if, if you're paying your money And you're going along there And supporting your club And you want the club to go forward You want leadership no, There's also there's I, no I'm,
1: leadership There's also a there's an element there obviously Fans quite like it When the press don't know what's going on They they, they, they sort of like that side of it And I, I completely get that But George I think Where Gordon's coming from is You know we, we get a lot Of Rangers fans phoning this show And saying that They would quite like to know What's going on
11: Yeah I know that And, and obviously sometimes You do want to But I think What, what my point was Gordon Is that A few mo- years ago 18 months to 2 years Remember everything Was coming out I mean didn't know who it was and all these stories but what I mean it's pretty good that nobody does know there's nothing leaked out of Ivericks, if you know what yeah, I mean but it doesn't oh, have to be George, a leak George hold on, hold what, on. What, what I'm saying Gordon is yeah, my point again is like there could be something on the background happening and these leaks aren't they getting leaked out if you know do you know what I mean
1: yeah but there's a difference George between a leak and structured communication that's what bearing could in be mind.
11: happening in the background um, uh, Gordon and that it's no it's no getting out until Rangers finalise it. This is what it used to be like about 20 years ago when David Murray first took over the club. You, you would pick up a paper in the morning and the guy was signed. This is what I'm talking about. Behind the board, the way they're, they're running it now, there isn't nothing getting leaked out the way that previous boards that run the club. These charlatans of the so-called running this club
1: Mm, okay just be careful With the language there George I don't mind you having A wee pop Just keep it um, Semi polite if, if you don't mind That was George In Motherwell Let's see We're getting on with the teaser I better take a wee break But before we do that Let me remind you of this two,
0: one's of with Key I'm Store, going to help you, you This Christmas
1: now I'm going to tell you about this again Because it's doubly important You're, We're literally getting towards your last chance If you want to take part in Clyde1's 12Ks of Christmas It's been back for 2017 We're giving you the chance to win £12,000 But the lines close tomorrow Now it's 20-8 to eight today So you don't have long December the 22nd The lines are going to close And you could have £12,000 Paid in to your bank account All you need to do is text the word YES To 61025 That's YES to 61025 And you could be twelve grand richer tomorrow Now you can only enter and win If you live in Glasgow and the West So if you're not sure what that means You need the G-M-L-F-K-P-A Or K-A in your postcode You must be over 18 to enter Text costs £2 T's and C's and online entry At ClydeOne.com
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in Please gamble responsibly
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon Dieler are here for the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard They're having a go at Dylan Patton's teaser uh, You would think it would be easy because Mark Wilson played in this game but listen, always expect the unexpected when it comes to these two. So we're looking for the starting 11, the last time that Celtic lost 4 0, and it was against St Mirren in March 2010. So Mark Wilson played, and we're giving him the really tough task of asking him <laughs> who else played alongside him that night. He's doing OK. So far, we've got Zaluska, Josh Thompson, Edson Braffide, Ed McGeady, Robbie Keane, and Georgios Samaras. Gordon, you've come up with one during the break that I am. Um, I've come up with two. Quite frankly. Amazed that you got. No offence. Yeah, but I'm amazed I, well, that you got
3: I, it. I remember uh, the next day more than anything. I remember, Just tell us the team. I remember Just tell us thinking, the why, why no get ready, Mark Wilson, Dunneady. Yes, and here's one right out there, and he didn't even know.
1: I'm amazed at this. Stand by for an incredible shoot. Yeah, Paul god Super. Incredible. Paul McGowan So you've only got two to get um, Mark sorry to take you down A, a trip down memory lane That y- you won't want to go That's That went down as one of the, the Sort of infamous games Of recent Oof, years For yeah, sort of. What, what uh. were your memories of, of that In the aftermath I just
2: I remember after that, Nothing much was spoken In the dressing room I think we were on shock a bit uh, And then the next day How uh, can I keep my place? <laughs> <laughs> no actually Getting back to the Getting back to the ground There was some supporters there Who obviously weren't happy with Next day In a town Meeting Held and the manager came in and was fairly positive. You know, I'm I'm staying, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll get you know put us behind us. We'll go forward and let's crack on. And by the time I'd left Lennox Town and got home, I switched on my TV <laughs> and the, the breaking news came up along the the bottom. Tony Mowbray has now left the club. I'm thinking, 25 minutes ago, I was in a meeting saying everything. Is going forward And we'll forget all about that And we need to stick together And whatever happened In that 25 minutes He ended up losing his job So it was an incredible An incredible time um, To be around the club Uh, Not one of my highlights But like I said earlier Along with all the trophy days And all the successes They'll stay with you you, uh,
1: Probably even more Uh, Thomas is in Barhead Hi Thomas
8: Good evening guys uh, I'm going to deviate from a normal. I always phone up about my own team, but in um, this occasion I'm going to phone up about the young Scottish players that I'm concerned about, and that's the likes of Lewis Morgan and John McGinn. I hear that Celtic are interested in signing them, and I heard Mark saying that perhaps young McGinn should wait until the summer. My concern is that Celtic recently have got a history of signing young Scottish players from provincial clubs such as McGinn and Morgan. Um, you can look at Ryan Christie, Johnny Hayes and Scott Allen, who is the, the most obvious example. Johnny Hayes well, is I not
1: young or Scottish, but I do take I take your more general point, Thomas.
8: Yeah, that's fine. What I mean is from, from Scottish clubs. Right, okay. What happens is they end up languishing in the reserves. Now, all these players have had promising careers. They came to a grind and stop. And what I find, and maybe I'm being cynical and you can accuse me of such, but I find it's almost like, Mark had said that if McGinn goes in the summer, he can establish himself. Now, i can no doubt that comes summer with the Champions League money, Celtic will invest in a couple of big-name, big-money signings. I don't see John McGinn getting into the Celtic point at any point in the near future. And what I can see happening is, like Scott Allen, these players are then seem to be sold on at a profit. And that seems to be... Celt- Celtic have their first-team pool... And the young players or players such as Hayes that they're buying from other clubs, they then sell them on at a profit and it's almost like a commodity. And I don't think it does these young players or Hayes, if they're more established, any good whatsoever. I would say that they would be best served going and establishing themselves in England and coming as a bigger transfer Rather than going for the three or £400,000 And then Celtic sell, sell them on for a million When they've wasted a year or two years of their careers
1: I don't think you can argue Mark with the examples Thomas Thomas points out But at the same time I'm wondering if If you put a bit of balance to this argument You know for every Scott Allen There's a, a Stuart Armstrong yeah. who becomes a mainstay of the team yeah. You went from a, a provincial called provincial club to, yeah. to Celtic I,
2: I th- Look I think we're chatting about John McGinn here and there's nothing being said from either club, really. We're just speculating.
1: Well, Tom, to be fair, Thomas mentions Lewis Morgan. There has Lewis been a Morgan, lot of speculation
2: yeah, about, about well. him. John McGinn, I think slightly different. I disagree with Thomas just now in the and ter- the fact that he says that Celtic, with the Champions League, will go out and bring in a, a couple of high-profile players and spend a good bit of money. I don't think that will happen. I think it'll still be the same, two to maybe four million kind of mark. I don't think they'll go any higher, and I don't know what kind of big name really you can attract for that so I think the the model is get guys like John McGinn, and I think he's slightly different I think if he came to Celtic in the summer he would be a player that would find his way into that team and I think they, we made comparisons with Scott Brown earlier I think he would be one that he, okay he might not play every single minute of every game but as the years went on he would still be at Celtic Lewis
1: Morgan's slightly different Johnny Hayes, wingers, I think wingers and that are slightly different. I think McGinn's an exception. Do you take my point, Thomas, that whilst Lewis Morgan might sit there and if you're asking him to look at Ryan Christie as a reason why he shouldn't join, what's to say he won't look at Stuart Armstrong as a reason why he should go?
8: Stuart Armstrong and the boy with the double barrelled name who's kind of scapes... Mackay Steven. Mackay Stephen. The two of them came in similar circumstances. Now, Mackay Stephen, his career came to a grinding halt for, for virtually two years. Armstrong is the exception, mm. but he did strike a bit of luck when he came at first, again, he was in the reserves. Obviously, Brendan Rogers has brought him into the fold, and he's the one example. But you've got one Stuart Armstrong, and you've got a Mackay Stevens, a Scott Allen, a Ryan Christie, a Johnny Hayes, and uh, some young European players as well that they, they bring in and they're never heard of again. And that's my concern. Although I hear what Mark's saying, they'll bring in players perhaps 2 to 4 million. 2 to 4 million, you have got to be playing first-team football, as opposed to John McGinn, who'll come in at, what, three, four, five hundred thousand? Oh, and then, man, no a lot way. more
1: than that, Thomas. Uh, well, certainly, listen, I'm not well, saying that's it, my opinion, it, but it, that's it, what it, Hibbs would want. Where
8: is he on his contract? Now, I'm, saying that, I'm, I'm assuming that he's, he's nearing the end of his contract, in
1: fairness, so well, I don't know. Well, listen, well, whether this was a wee bit tongue-in-cheek or not, I, I don't know, but Neil Lennon has in the past mentioned you know millions and millions for, for John McGinn. Um, so that I'm talking about from a Hibs point of view. I'm not talking my own opinion. I'm saying yeah. the Hibs are certainly they certainly want a good a good few million when and if the time comes.
8: Yeah, but with that, uh, and, uh, all good credit to him to talk. He's, his man up. Perhaps he does fear a, a kind of a, a from from Celtic. So he is going to talk the price up. And all credit to him. But again, I don't know where McGinn is in his contract. But but Celtic do have a history of buying at like the three, four hundred, five hundred thousand pound mark towards the end of their, their contracts in Scotland. And they're never heard of a game. Now Mark when he played with Celtic it was a different it was a different business pattern that they had then. When when they signed Mark Wilson, I believe that they, they did view Mark as being a first team player. But it's a different it's a different business model they have now. They have the. it seems to be and I'm speaking as an outsider, but they do seem to have a first team model where they have their established players and then they almost have lot like a market. Where they're bringing on players and they just sell them on for
1: who who, a who do they sell on? Thomas, I'm struggling to remember any examples. You've said that a couple of times. Who have they sold on that they haven't played in the team? And I'm not doubting you. Again, I'm just...
8: No, no. I, again, I'm, I'm not a Celtic follower, but the the players who's they're not the big household names. So if I'm honest, it's a players that they'll sell on for four, five, six hundred, seven hundred. You got any 000. examples? No, I can't remember the names, but it's the guys who are not the household names such as the ones I've mentioned but just ones that you think well I remember him signing and all of a sudden he's gone and three years of his career 18 months of his career is gone down the, the swanee uh, so- Thomas
1: maybe I hope we could carry this conversation another time if you don't mind I do want to thank you for your call but the show is literally about to finish and we need to ra- uh, round off this teaser so you've got two more on the starting 11 that played that night when Celtic lost 4-0 to St Mirren Mark you've got everyone else pretty much apart from the midfield you've got your two central midfielders so you asked earlier about Scott Brown. He didn't play. No,
3: I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the the foreign lad. It starts with a G or something. <laughs> the foreign
1: G, lad that starts
3: G, with a G. G um, come on, you G. play him.
1: He's actually not a million miles away. Worryingly
3: enough. U E. I can't remember. He's.
1: Oh right,
2: Landry Glamour. There That's right Sorry, Dad, I forgot.
1: all of them. right. You've got one more. Fortuny. No. Midfielder. Midfielder. Key. Yes, was that key? That was key song, young. Was it superb? Thanks to Mark Wilson and Gordon D L for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big thanks to everyone who got in through in the phones, and apologies to those of you who did not. We'll be back tomorrow night six o'clock for the big weekend preview in the company of Derek Johnson and Hugh Evans.
0: Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag Please gamble responsibly